This podcast replay is brought to you by Walton Rayom. Call for a free consultation, 954-966-4646. At Walton Rayom, they don't get paid unless you win. Welton Rayom handles property damage claims due to a hurricane. Welton Rayom can help. 954-966-4646. Overtime in the playoffs, I'm always taking the ball. You know, let's let's talk a little bit about that because it, it seems to be such a hot-button topic on the whole overtime. And, yeah, you take the ball. In the end... There's a reason why I kept taking points with Kansas City. And to me, I was convinced that Kansas City would find a way to win that game. So if San Francisco took the ball first, they would have either not scored or limited him to a field goal, and then here comes Mahomes and touchdown. You know, so to me, it's all a matter. If we want to really look at this for those of us the majority on this whole thing, okay? Because the majority of the people that are watching here are usually South Florida fans, right? Usually, because we're a South Florida-based and centralized sports talk show. We talk about other things. Obviously, we talk about the national stories, like obviously with Shanahan and what's going on here, right? But I kind of like to spin things to see where it goes for us. You know, how it affects us. And this is what I would tell you is, all right, Shanahan was part of the debacle with the Patriots and a 25-point lead in the Falcons. He was the offensive coordinator and abandoned the run. And, yeah, he abandoned the run in the third quarter. But the problem is that they had the chance to win it in the fourth quarter in overtime, and you didn't get it done anyway. You know what I mean? So – Whatever, you we can play the hindsight thing and all that. But in the end, I don't that, – that this stuff to me doesn't really matter because I think Kansas City would have won whether they got the ball first or not or whatever. And, yes, of course, you always take the ball first in the overtime situation. But here's my, my, my real point of this. Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan has shown a lack of – preparation he's great at designing plays and everything but was he ready for overtime was he ready with a 25 point lead was he ready last year when he had a double digit lead also so he his teams are undisciplined with leads in the biggest game of his career as a coordinator and as a head coach has he learned because it doesn't seem like he's more prepared So let me ask you something. Does that remind you of anything? Because it seems like Mike McDaniel doesn't learn a goddamn thing. It seems like his teams are constantly unprepared. Right? So for me, habitually, this is what matters to me. Because I don't give a shit about the Niners. And I don't give a shit about Kyle Shanahan. But. If Kyle Shanahan has the same kind of stupid habits that Mike McDaniel has, that bothers me. Because season three for the Miami Dolphins under Mike McDaniel, that is the entire deal. 
I'm not worried about the cap, that silliness. I'll let some of the media create all that drama for you, okay? I'm not worried about building a good team. I think they've got a, I got a, they got a three-headed monster there that knows what the hell they're doing. They'll find personnel. I'm not worried about that. Not worried about Tua either. I'll let you guys out there that never liked Tua in the first place use this as more ammunition to continue the stupid talk that we've had for a few years now. Whatever, you're anti-Tua, you'll always be anti-Tua, and that's it. That's fine. Be set, you know, you're setting your you're setting your ways. That's great. For me, it's all about Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan. And you're under the same tree, and you seem like you have the same unprepared habits. So that, to me, is the problem with the Miami Dolphins or the San Francisco 49ers. Does your head coach do enough to prepare your team for every situation and scenario that's out there? Apparently not. Apparently he doesn't know how to handle every situation. Apparently he fails in all of these situations. That's why I kept taking the points. Because I didn't give a shit what I was watching. I knew in the end, 15 was going to win the game. <clears throat> 15 would figure it out. Chris Jones would do something. That secondary would do something. Why? Because that's what they've been doing all year. That's what that secondary does. They're the best secondary in the NFL. I saw them grab one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the NFL, and Tyreek Hill, and ragdoll his ass. They weren't even afraid of him whatsoever. In fact, they put the fear into Tyreek Hill is what they did. Because I was like, wow, Tyreek probably said, oh, nobody's ever done that shit to me. I felt like the guy in the marina. Hey, was that karma for uh, Tyreek? You molest the guy in the arena, in the marina, and karma says you will get molested too. Never thought about that until right now. Might have been a little karma. You want to attack Marina people? I wonder if that guy from the Marina lives in Hialeah and went to see an old lady and do a little Santeria. And so they brought back the ragdoll. And the old man's like, you're going to ragdoll me? Well, all right, well, we're going to get you ragdolled. And that's what they did to him. So I was convinced that KC was going to win one way or the other. Didn't matter to me. Whether you get the ball or not in the overtime, all that kind of stuff. The funny part to me is that people actually thought the game was going to end in overtime. What do you think? There wasn't going to be a second overtime. It's a Super Bowl. They've got to settle it. That's kind of, you know, whatever. Yes, sir. No, I was going to say with the new overtime rules, with the way they are, it it doesn't not benefit you. Because if they would have held San Francisco, uh, would have held Chiefs to a field goal, all Kyle Shanahan's got to go down do now is kick another field goal and they win the Super Bowl. Because it's next score wins after both teams have the ball. Right. So, right, exactly. again, you know, it's not one of those things that where, like, oh, you want the ball second because you need to know what you got to do. Yeah, but you do what they do, and all they got to do is go down and kick a field goal, and you lose the game, too. So, right. with but the see, new rules, 
I just, I just think you got to put – uh about it is if KC gets the ball first, they're going to go score a touchdown and they're going to limit them to whatever, no yeah. score or a field goal. They weren't going to score a touchdown. You know what I mean? Like, to me, it didn't matter. Either way, KC was going to win that. No, no, no. I don't think it mattered at that game, but I think it matters in the rules when you're thinking yeah. about it because it yeah. does – everybody's killing Shanahan for taking the ball first, but – in his mind is, okay, if we score and they score, all I've got to do is kick a field goal and we win. Right. You know, I mean, so it, in these rules, it's not just uh, each team gets a chance and then, the, you know, keep going back and forth. No, it's both score and then the next score wins. So Yeah, you get one possession. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. you get one possession to score and then or tie the score and, and that's it. And when you look at it, that play was third down and four. Do they go for it on fourth and four when it flips to the second quarter of the game? Because even the referee, when he goes to flip the coin, he goes, welcome to the start of a new game. And that's right. what I think a lot of people didn't pick up on. Because at first, even I was looking at it like, man, they're taking their time on this clock. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that's right. The new rules, they go to right. a second quarter. And I think, but I also I think it takes away some of the thinking too because you just saw Mahomes take the San Francisco defense all the way down the field to tie the game. Right. And he probably would have scored if there's more time on the clock. They probably end the game if there's more time there. So Shanahan's like, okay, let me let them get a rest and hopefully they hold them to a field goal, which knew probably wasn't going to happen. But I just I don't think it's as cut and dry as killing Shanahan for it if if you no. think about the the rules no. as far as that goes. You know, and I think we know what was going to happen, but but the fact is that there, you know, was a, a lack of understanding of it on that side. That is kind of a little disturbing. Yeah, the players, the players not knowing, that's that's kind of like, wait a minute. And so then that's the part that bothers me, Sean. Mm -hmm. The track record of Kyle Shanahan, the track record of Mike McDaniel. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's what I'm going to that's what a that's the characteristic that I'm gonna look at. You know, that's kind of a term today, right? The characteristics of the heat have changed. They're no longer that same team that we, you know, grew up watching the first 25 years. You know, it's kind of or 20 years. Things have changed. You know, it's the same thing. I'm just looking at the characteristics of it all. And how much Mike McDaniel has to grow or do they grow? Both guys are great at designing offensive plays. But are you great as a head coach? That's part of a head coach. You know, it's it's that moment that the Dolphin players run and surround the football in the Dallas game. And then here comes dumbass Leon Lett sliding and diving in, trying to get the ball, which then makes it a live ball. Every Dolphin player knew they could not touch that ball. But the Cowboy didn't know, wasn't smart enough, and he was thinking they were going for the ball. When the Dolphins, all they did was position themselves around the football. That's intelligence. That's preparation. That's knowing all of the situations. Because that's what an Eric Spolster is going to do for you. That's what a Laranega is going to do for you. That's what a Shula is going to do for you. These kind of people are going to burn it in your brain. And so you're going to make less mistakes out there as a player. So to me, the whole Shanahan thing 
whether he deferred or he took it or whatever decision you want to look at it and criticize him for it or how he went about it or his players didn't know what the hell they were doing. In the end, it's the habitual nature of Kyle Shanahan in the biggest games of his career. He does not, he and his team do not perform at an intelligent level. They do stupid things and they burn themselves. That's what, that's what was hurting Kansas city early on in that game. All kinds of stupid things. And by the way, it hurt Kansas city, right? I mean, it hurt San Francisco. Here, let me pull up the, I'll just pull up the play by play and read it off for you guys. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Because part of it is you could talk about all the other stuff, right? But then it also comes down to what happened in the game. Players make mistakes, right? So you also have to look in the mirror and, and take accountability for your mistake, right? And I'll give you an example here perfectly. I want to read it exactly to a T so I don't make a, uh, a mistake here myself. But on the field goal drive, you put together a 13-play, 66-yard drive for 738, right? And where was it? Oh, no, I think it was. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Here we go. I'm sorry. My bad. Um, in the field goal, 1916. That's what it was. There we go. Now we got the I got the play-by-play. Play. Here we go. Okay, so it's second and two at the 18, right? And you've got uh, Mitchell on the right end, and then there's a penalty by Reed. Offensive holding. You put yourself at second and 12 at the KC 28, right? And you've got to then make one hell of a play, 13 yards, right, in order to get that first down. You made a hell of a mistake, and you put yourself behind the eight ball. You overcame it, right? And then in first and 10, McCaffrey goes right side, six yards. Second and four, McCaffrey, no gain. Third and four, Purdy pass, incomplete. You settle for a field goal, right? And obviously, with that field goal, you end up, um, I think at that point, or was it? Let me see. Oh, my iPad. I really need to update it. Like, I need a new iPad. Here we go. Okay, so that one gave you the 1916 lead, right? But part of that is what I'm saying is that you're making mistakes along the way and you're burning yourself, making it that much harder in order to overcome and shit like that was going on throughout the game. Kansas City did a bunch of them at the beginning of the game. And so whether you have a mental error or you have a penalty or you have a fumble or you have an interception, all these kind of things kind of set you back. So we can talk about the decisions that you've made, right? Or in the third third quarter, right? You don't run the ball a lot, right? And then they kind of get back into the game, right? In that third quarter, um, end of the second, third Right, it is 10-6, San Francisco, and then Kansas City gets back into it, 
San Fran then takes the lead again, 16-13. Then you've got the 16-16, 19-16, 19-19, and then 22-19, which then we end up with the 22-25. But in the process of all of that, there are mistakes that you're making and setting your team back with a fumble, with an interception, with a penalty, with abandoning the run, with your players not knowing where the hell they're supposed to be at the end of the game and what what what's the status of the game all of this shit brings it all together and that's why i'm telling you about mike mcdaniel it's not winning challenges it's not getting in plays on time it's making mistakes constantly and you're a great play designer they're giving you great talent You've got to do better. You know, I can demand more from Mike McDaniel from this season, right? Just like a Niners fan should demand more from Kyle Shanahan and his team because they're right there on the brink. And if you've watched the last two San Francisco trips with Kyle Shanahan and then you go back to Atlanta with a 25-point lead, you have to start saying, what is going on here? Why is it that this guy does not get better in these situations? How many more times is Kyle Shanahan going to be in that situation? Marino was in it once. He's been in it three times now. And whether it's he, him making mistakes or his team making mistakes, and then I go back to the tree and I say, damn, our guy does a lot of the same shit. This is not good. 